This is Exploring Leaders, episode 10, with Håkan Österberg, a change leader and non-executive board director with background from international companies, sharing insights and inspiring you to take leadership in the digital age. Do you wonder how trailblazing leaders sense at scale, involve to innovate and align the actions in this increasingly digital world? Welcome to the Exploring Leaders podcast. The experienced team at Degotion interviews leaders from around the world for insights and inspiration on how to lead in the digital age. In this episode, Degotion chairman Lieselot Engstam, who is also an independent board director, business advisor, and startup coach, asks the questions. Our guest today is Håkan Österberg, an experienced international change leader with background from international companies as Ericsson and now a digital non-executive board director. Håkan believes that we need to be proactive in a time of major change and manage and monitor the needed experiments and also ensure that we are responsible and create true sustainable businesses. This episode focuses on his leadership journey and areas he believes we need to focus. I, I would say there are many different things in my background that brought me to where I am right now. I started out as an engineer, working with uh, those kind of things back in the 80s, uh, uh, designing radar and stuff like that. But then uh, by 1990, I switched into doing business and I started at the big telecommunications group Ericsson, where I have had many different kind of positions uh, working with uh, product, business development, market um, break-in and those kind of things. 25 years I've been with Ericsson before I quit in 2015. So there's uh, many different things I would say that has brought up or built up my, my, my experience. And you work quite a lot internationally. Mm. So were there any kind of defining moments that you think actually helped create your knowledge and ambition for where you are? I would say that main themes of things that have shaped my situation, my experience has been dramatic big change, big things that has happened. If you remember, if you know your history, you know that the telecom industry was through a number of, of major changes in the big IT and telecom crash, for example. There's been a lot of changes in, in, yeah. uh, in the world, in geographics. So you take Ericsson as a global company, that operated, if I remember correctly, more than 180 countries or so, which meant that a number of changes in the marketplace. Uh, For example, in the early 90s, I was part of, after the Soviet Union had collapsed and uh, Russia was about to uh, start conducting business. And uh, then I was part of the team making the market break-in from Ericsson into that territory, uh, starting from scratch, basically. And that was a very interesting experience for a couple of years. Uh, yeah, it would be a bit exciting as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And then uh, I was, when, when the IT crash came and the telecom crash, uh, I was part of a business unit that dealt with new business development. We were basically a, called Ericsson Business Innovation. It was an organization where we invested in different kinds of companies. It could be internal new ventures or it could be minority investments in external ventures. And being in that turmoil, first uh, the hype before, uh, you know, good momentum, and then came the big tough times where Ericsson as a company uh, basically downsized to half of its number of employees and a lot of changes in, in and so on. And being in the middle of that that turmoil or that, that hurricane of change was very interesting. Right. 
Right. Then after, basically after that immediate crash of, say, 2002, I uh, got a task to try to handle a, a division that was uh, by then standing on its own uh, feet, so to say. It was in the electronics business, selling uh, power components to both Ericsson. It was an Ericsson-owned company, mm-hmm. but it sold to, as well as Ericsson, to Nokia, Siemens, um, Cisco, uh, all, many different types of, of companies all over the world. And we were then in a situation where we were ha- having heavy losses and had to, as a, as a consequence of this, IT and, and telecom crash, we had to find a way to get back to survive and mode, get to survival mode and then start building the business again. And then I was part of handling that for a couple of years and it was a very, very big change uh, happening there on all aspects, everything from how to deal with customers, how to view your own assets, what, what, what value do you bring to the market when everything is coming upside down everywhere. You have to really go down deep and see what is it that we uniquely contribute and have that as the core when transforming that company. I think it's very exciting. It sounds like you have done the things that very many companies in industries are going through now and Mm. will be going through the next couple of years. So can you tell us a bit about what you're doing today? Since I left Ericsson in 2015, I've been working as a business advisor, running basically from my own company. And what I do is, is two things. I, I provide even consultancy service and some interim management, but then I'm also active on a number of boards. Right. And it is the, the reason, or I think that the, what I'm contributing with is, is uh, basically that experience of, of change and, and new business development uh, in uh, and put that, add that uh, mm. to, the, to the team, so to say, regardless whether it's a board or if it's a, an operation that I'm consulting, consulting to. You can check out more hints and tips in the blog post covering this podcast episode of Exploring Leaders at the Degotian blog, which you find at degotian.com. Anything on how you work with innovation and how it's organized so that you actually get a bit of focus on corporate renewal and how does strategy and innovation go together Mm -hmm. on the roles you work first when everything is changing very very quickly and uh, the opportunities and uncertainties are maybe greater than ever then the most important thing is to have these kind of things high on the agenda in the boardwork So by having awareness and focus and making sure that you can find time to work on it, that's maybe the most important thing. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is, is, is then, okay, how to be open to that there is uncertainty. If there is uncertainty, you have to try out different things and fi- find mechanisms in, in decision hier- hierarchies and, and, and so on and so forth when it comes to the conditions for this point in time. But generally, I would say that looking back over the years, I would say that Traditionally, it has been more focused on the current business and less on the future. And the future has more been what I would call traditional strategy work. One can predict where to go and having a long-term plan while looking at the development in the last five years or so. I would say it's much more focusing on being agile, being open to change uncertainty, and much more things are changing so fast so that it's not even possible to plan. It's more a matter of plan for handling uncertainty. Yeah. There's definitely a shift over time what's happening here. Which in many ways will be exciting and challenging for a lot of us. One of the areas where 
we are all challenged now, but maybe digital can actually help us as well, is sustainability. So how do you see that digital could help out with the companies you're seeing with sustainability? Mm. There are a number of what called obvious things that I would say that most companies, at least that have started the journey on the digital digitalization, they use this to improve the way you're working, cut out costs, basically being able to check the life cycle, including environmental effects and so on. So that's one thing. I mean, you could use digitalization, the information, the data, the, the, the tools and so on to be better, you know, seeing and understanding to act and, 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 and be proactive and go mm-hmm. forward. But that's the obvious yeah. route. Uh, still, it could be a lot of work to do that, but that's the obvious. I would say that the more tricky thing, Going back to this with uncertainty and so on, the whole thing with sustainability, how do you build a sustainable business in a quickly changing world? I think that is the real challenge. And uh, I think the jury is still out there. Yeah. <laughs> I just um, the other day um, read some statements from uh, the, the CEO of uh, Scania, a big uh, truck manufacturer, where he stated that, well, we basically have out, uh, self-driving trucks already now. Mm-hmm. It's a legal issue and they are allowed to be on the streets. But we, we could definitely be on, on you know, mass volume in, in two to three years from now, yeah. given that the context. And, and then the effect, the changes for, I mean, the whole industry, mm-hmm. everything is set up for one way of working. And suddenly you would change the pattern and the whole thinking of how do you use a truck or a car and mm-hmm. where is it when you're when you're not using it, what's happened with the drivers and so on. I mean, it's a big change, a big impact on the society. So what do we mean with sustainability? (laughs) I mean, we have the environmental issue, global warming and stuff like that. But then you have, I mean, if the economy is not stable, if if, if people cannot have an outcome, if Mm. if we come into a future where people cannot get employed because, uh, and I'm not talking specific type of jobs. I mean, maybe me as as a board member, it's not needed anymore because you get better uh, board function by having an AI... (laughs) kind of approach to, to governance and control. I don't know. But but the thing is that we have to see that how do we create a model mm. where we can create both society, society and, 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 and business, uh, call it sustainability. To get even more value out of the podcast series, Exploring Leaders, you can find everything from research reports to advice and courses at the Degotian Insight platform, which you can find at degotian.com. Is there a leader, or several leaders maybe, that you think we should keep our eyes on? Mostly for more positive perspectives. I think, <laughs> I think there's a lot of us that are overwhelmed by a lot of challenges yeah. going on. Yeah. But if we were to look at some leaders that you keep your eye on. Yeah, uh, I don't have like a, like a name, this mm-hmm. girl or guy. Is, it's not like that. But I would say that in this world with big tensions and things happening, changes all over the place. It gets so important to get down to ethics and values Mm. that we start trying to find a way forward based on solid beliefs on what is good and right and that we are achieving something greater, not just looking on earning money or finding, you know, fighting to get my way through that we have right now. Uh, uh, So rather looking on people who bring some kind of meaning, ethical, I don't have the English word for it. Grand values. Yeah, grand values, yeah. yeah. If you were a furniture, what would you want to be? 
A couch. A couch. <laughs> and tell me why. Tell Lay like broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, laying down, thinking. Giving a bit of time to reflection. Yeah, maybe. reflection. That... Exactly. Use the diffuse mode of thinking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Very interesting. Thank you so much, Hawkeye, for being mm-hmm. here. Thanks for listening to Exploring Leaders, a podcast produced by Digotion, with the ambition to inspire insightful leadership in the digital age. If you found this episode interesting, join the momentum to amplify the voices of trailblazing leaders by sharing it with others for inspiration. For any questions or recommendations on other inspiring leaders you'd like to listen to, contact us via our website, digotion.com, or via social media as LinkedIn or Twitter.